to the Unbalanced Podcast. It's been a minute, it's been several minutes in fact, since our last recording. For those of you who don't know, Unbalanced is a yet-to-take-off podcast recorded by Kevin Adams, my boss and fearless leader at New Balance, and myself, Keith Kelly. We want to talk about all things running specialty, and we've been meaning to get this going for quite a while. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes a little bit of a jolt, and that's not always a positive thing. And in this instance, it's not. But we felt there's no better time than to reach out to the channel than right now. This pandemic has caused big businesses to struggle, but more impacted than anybody are the independent business owners that are out there throughout the world struggling with having to furlough staff, having to lay off staff in many cases, and radically reduce hours of long-term employees that have helped build their businesses. Such is the reality of independent business ownership. There's not exactly deep pockets and lots of money in the background to pay staff indefinitely and to deal with the bills that keep piling up and inventory that keeps piling up in the back room. We've decided to reach out to several running specialty owners, buyers, some staff, and we're even going to talk to some of our friends at other brands to find out how they're dealing with this really, really challenging time, quite frankly. In the brand that we work for in New Balance, we're not immune to any of these tough uphill battles. So we decided let's bring a little bit of levity and a little bit of positivity because we are going to get through this and we are going to be better on the other side. Stores and brands have had to find out ways to be innovative and connect with the customer different than they ever have before, particularly the Running Specialty Channel, which is all about community and it's all about customer service. How do you service your customer when you can't have them come to your store? Sidewalk pickup, home delivery, advice over the phone, Instagram stories, Instagram videos and Facebook videos, Facebook Live, all these ways stores are using to connect with their customers and getting better at e-commerce. The future is digital, they say. So why not use this time to improve your e-commerce platform and make sure that you can get your shoes to your customers? And I say shoes. Also shout out to the apparel and the accessories and the nutrition and all the other aspects that make running specially so important and complete outfitters. The first person we sit down with is a long time friend of ours, both from a professional perspective and outside of the running specialty business. His name is Chris Hartner, and he's owner of Naperville Running Company in Naperville, Illinois. He tells us a little bit about the background to Naperville when he started about 20 years ago, how he started, and how he grew his business. Of course, Chris has been held up as a beacon in this channel for a very long time for his connection with his community and his great relationship with his amazing staff and the managers that run his two other Naperville stores and his annex, which is in the spot of his original shop. Four shops, lots of staff, and lots of challenges. Chris is considered to be one of the best running specialty retailers in North America, but alongside Chris are many, many others that are all going through the same challenges. Some of the smaller specialty dealers out there may think these bigger guys are immune to such uphill and and headwinds, but the truth is they can be impacted even more. Bigger staff, bigger payroll, bigger backrooms, more inventory. 
bigger stores, more rent. It's really, really difficult. And it's difficult to hear the stories. But the more we tell the stories and the more we share the challenges that everyone faces, the more everyone realizes we're all in this together. Chris has done a really, really good job. He's been out there delivering shoes himself, rolling up his sleeves, and he's been reminded of what it was like to kick off and and work the floor in a running specialty store from, from day one. And I think bringing a little bit of that ethic back into one's life is a good thing. Chris also tells us about how he's looking after his staff, how he's keeping them engaged, and what the future looks like. Kev and I had a really, really nice chat with Chris. We spent about 45 minutes And we're going to do this frequently. We're going to talk to lots of stores, like I said, over the next few weeks and make sure that everyone realizes that we're all in this as one big family and that everyone's challenges are very, very similar. And hopefully everyone can learn something from each other so that we can all get through this together, have a great summer and a really, really fantastic fall. So without further ado, I bring you Unbalanced with Chris Hartner of Naperville Running Company. here with my main man Kevin Adams joining me hey, from Keith. from North Attleboro in the dungeon. Yes, the basement office, the basement studio in North Attleboro. You know Kevin Kevin and I work remotely as it is sometimes. Kev's Kev's in the office a, a little bit more these days, but you're not it's not unusual to work from the basement, right Kev? It's not. No, I got the home office here. I got the bell and good things are happening. You know, ring that from time to time and uh Love the home office, Keith. Got a lot done here. And I uh, obviously am uh, recording here from Park City, Utah, my home, and my little mezzanine office with a lovely view, and I can actually see some mountaintops and some snow caps. So it's a nice, bright, blue sky day. Crazy. And we are being joined by our good friend, Chris Hartner of Naperville Running Company. Welcome, Chris. Hello, gentlemen. We need the audio for the cheers, Keith. Yeah, the crowds. I- we, 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 we could add in some effects. We'll, we'll talk to our boy Ducks over there in, in Washington, D.C. and see if he wants to add some effects for the uh, arrival of Chris. Well, Chris, we're really glad that you're taking the time out of this un- unusual time, you two also working from your, from your basement, uh, t- to talk to us. Uh, we are living in strange times, and we will definitely get to the... the the depths of what's happening right now with the uh, channel and the industry and specifically Naperville. But we wanted to get guys on like yourself and we're going to hopefully reach out to lots of other running retailers throughout the country that are having to deal with this crisis right now. And we're going to try and share some best practices and share everyone's stories so that everyone realizes that we're all in this together. So, Chris, before we get too deep into it, you've got to give us a little bit of a cliff notes on Naperville Running Company. I mean, Kev and I know the, the gist of your story. Uh, we've yeah. been, we have all been friends a long time, but if you could give us a, a little bit of the history from when you started and, and, and grew the business to where it is today. Oh, yeah. Um, so we, Naperville Running Company, opened in uh, May of 2000. So we have our, our 20th anniversary coming up, uh, I guess, next month. So, Happy anniversary. Uh, that's yeah, a big one. Thanks. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, um, we're, we're working on a cool little shirt design. 
so we're excited to do that. Um, but yeah, we started out in in downtown Naperville with just uh, I kept my day job. Actually, I was right at the launch. I was working for Adidas, um, and uh, a, a lesson I had picked up along the way was. Um, you know, when you're going to do something like this and stick your neck out there, spend your life savings and everything might not be a bad idea to keep your day job if you can incorporate that along with launching your, your store. So, um, I did do that. So I, we, we ran parallel, parallel jobs for the, the first year. And, um, and we stayed at our, at our one small spot at 20 West Jefferson for the first 10 years. It was, 1600 square feet total 1200 square feet of retail um we had a little basement um and eventually we we kind of outgrew that and right off of the great recession actually in the midst of it we signed a lease for a much bigger spot and maybe that's some little insight into what we might be looking forward to down the road here so brighter days ahead in the midst of challenges um, and then, yeah, 2010, we opened, uh, we moved just up the street, uh, and, and on other advice I'd received over the years was to only have one store in a small store as you can while you can fit in there. And so we did that. And, um, and then we went to two stores in 2014 and that was a big, big, that was a big jump for me. Cause you know, we could get into it later, but I just, I wasn't a big fan of multiple stores. Uh, but we just had to, cause we had some great staff that needed the next challenge and um, I threw it out to them and they said, let's do it. And then 2017, we opened our third store and last year um, we opened uh, the annex, which is a little offshoot of our, uh, of our main business. And that's back at our original location in downtown Naperville. And so I believe I'm a self-imposed four store cap and I believe our leadership team would murder me if we went for anything more than that. I don't know if that's proper to use a term like that on a podcast, but they're good with it. They, they want it, but they, I think we're sufficiently challenged for many years ahead. The, the, it's, 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 more, it's almost like three and three quarter stores, right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah, I was calling it three and a half. Kind of, yeah. Maybe you need to get like a coffee cart and have some shoes and accessories for sale and you can, you know, finish out the fourth store. Well, I got a call last week that could actually uh, effectuate that ra happening rather quickly at some point. But, you know, that's that's for another discussion. So. Hey, Keith, I got to share a fun fact about when I met the famous Chris Hartner. I don't even know if you know this story and I've known you a long time. Let me take you back to 1999, which is just over 20 years ago. I've been married for 20 years, and I just changed jobs at Adidas. And my brother did as well. So my brother Todd, older brother, was actually in the industry, and we were at a sales meeting going out for a jog in the morning. And we see some very fit fellow about to run outside the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, and we meet up with the guy. Little did I know it was Chris Hartner who had the store in the works. By the way, Chris, you didn't share these plans with me when I met you on that run. <laughs> and uh, fast forward, I don't think I saw you, Chris, until Keith and I met up with you during our Reebok days. Yeah, yeah. That and was I when pieced I, it all yep. together. I'm like, yeah. I know this guy. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yep. He it keeps a good secret, Chris. He keeps a good secret, Keith. Yes. You know? we, Kev, you and I do not keep good secrets. And your brother, Todd, has been known to not keep good secrets either. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. in 1999, I was a struggling student at the fine institution of Providence College and uh, not knowing what my future held. And here I am 20 years later recording podcasts from Park City, Utah. But uh, Chris, we did meet in about 2007. Uh, you did yes. only you did at one door. I think you were still at 23 West Jefferson. 20, yep, 20 West 20, Jefferson. 20, yep, we, 20 West Jefferson. We were, mm-hmm. we correct, visited, yes. We, we visited the store, and uh, then it was short, shortly after the, the recession that you moved up the street to, to 34. And, and we will get back to that whole recession comment because it's something that we have been saying uh, that post-2008 recession, running actually did quite well, and running businesses did quite well. People maybe didn't play as much golf, and maybe they didn't take ski vacations or different things but they definitely bought running shoes and running apparel and and kept fit so we have some cause for optimism but we'll get to that later on and chris uh without giving you too much kudos because i got to keep you uh you know keep them grounded i got to keep you down deep down in the ground you are known to be one of the more successful retailers in the country um at our annual running event you've won store of the year on a couple of occasions and I think you won some other awards. I stopped going to the awards, uh, so I, I, I'm not too sure. You know, I don't think Kev attended the last, the last few awards. But, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, uh, I just for clarification, Chris Wright is the only two-time winner at Store of the Year. Yes. I was privileged enough to be with Chris at his table when he won the second time. A lot of people didn't think that would ever be allowed to happen, but you can't hold back greatness. Well, you know? I, 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 was, ah. I, was with, uh, <laughs> I was with our other fearless leader, uh, Thomas Carlio, and many, uh, many, many other running speciality retailers. Uh, Tom's at, not a big fan of award shows. No, no. So I had to support him, and uh, I, had I, to, I had to support some, big, of, some of the other retailers. Big sacrifice to hang out with Tom. Yeah, that's never any fun. But Chris, you also won a, another award of some description at one of these uh, things. So you were two-time store of the year, and then did you get something else, an Ubuntu award or one of these other? Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a really cool one. That was yeah, that's the one that uh, Belega puts Belega together. One. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Sure. So it's fair to say that as a, in in this time, you're a really good person to kind of shine a light on on what's going on. You know, Kevin and I have been fortunate to see you and and many many other stores grow and and become really really successful. Even though we uh, worked with a struggling brand. Uh, trying to, we were trying to hawk shoes to, to anyone and everyone, but we've seen you uh, help us out back then, and then grow with not just New Balance, but grow with all the brands and and grow with your staff and and open up these new stores and and giving staff the opportunity to get management roles and so on and so forth. So you've kind of really been the the a beacon of of the channel in terms of running the business. But now this is the biggest challenge you've probably ever faced as a, as an owner in this channel. Yeah, yeah, that goes without saying, yeah. right there, for uh, certain. Yep. So when the news came and and you're starting to realize that this is a is not just a little flu that's going to go away in a couple of days, but rather it's going to be something that will have a profound impact on us for a very very long time, and and 2020 will go down in history as one of those insane years. At what point did you realize that this was going to be a major, major problem for Naperville Running Company and the Running Specialty Channel? And what was your immediate reaction to that? Oh gosh, it's 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 really um, 
it's it's fairly easy to sort of pinpoint almost the I'd almost say the the moment, but the day when it it finally hit home um, <clears throat> for whatever reason it was. I mean, it, it was um, that, and I think the 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 interesting contrast for almost all stores uh, in in this situation today that we're all in is this spring has been like a spring. Uh, or whatever, I guess, late winter or January, February, early March has been a record, record time. So um, ironically, four weeks ago, I was sitting, I never worked with bankers before. We use a bank um, to transact our, you know, our uh, credit cards and make deposits, but we don't use them for other stuff. Um, But I was sitting down with them because we were looking at buying a building. Uh, had kind of done the math and rates were good. And, um, so it was maybe time for us to, to get our own place. And, and, um, and literally those exact people, we left that meeting, they said, Hey, we need your personal financial statement and all these other things. And so we can get ready to pounce on this. And, I, um, a one month later, I was with the same guys preparing for a disaster loan the the paycheck protection plan program loan thing so it's there's it is a, a 180 degree turn um and really it was i believe it was like a, a it was a monday i remember the day um certainly things had were starting to look scary and um some uh some of the numbers were kind of creeping up but it, it it's still like um it hadn't hit but it was i believe it was three and a half weeks ago monday is when um, you know when the stock market took a big hit hard and news just kind of sunk into people across the country enough that it scared people. Um, and I think there's a specific day that that happened because that day our sales dropped by like thirty percent, and we were like, "Okay, um, where's this going to go?" And then the next day it was worse and worse, and that same sort of thing happened. As I think about this, it, it it happened in the 2008 thing too, where when the stock market started crashing, it creates fear. People worry about things beyond, and then they have to pull back, right? So, um, and in this case, obviously, it's you know that was all financial, and that was not good. This is much more serious, and and you know, and in light of you know our businesses and all that, when you see people sick and dying, it. It, it does put things in perspective, but you still have to deal with the reality of where is this going and what, what are we going to do? Um, and we decide every day, um, another 10% down, another 10% down. Um, and then, you know, kind of after a week of that, um, we had to really had to take some steps that we would never have thought to take. And, you know, we can dive into that as much as you want, but, um, we had to start preparing and in, in, we, we gradually started in that first week and then um, the two weeks that have ensued have been oddly the, the bu- probably the busiest two weeks of my life. Uh, and I, this, I think the same thing for just about every business owner. And it's a little ironic in that it's also been probably the most boring time for so many people trapped inside and quarantined and, and even our employees, you know, um, they're, they're there with, you know, almost nothing to do a lot of the times, but 
everything that we have to dive into kind of, and they all want to help, you know, our guys all like, tell me what I can do. Tell me what I can do. And you know, the stuff that we're diving into as owners, it kind of had to be us doing, you know? Um, but it, it has been a community of just phone calls and texts and, you know, discussions and conference calls and, um, informational webinars and trying to figure out loans and how to handle things and, um, and talking to our employees directly to see what they needed. And, uh, it literally was a, like wake up in the morning all the way through till you go to bed at night. Um, the kind of thing where I'm just a terrible, if, if I was like this in regular life for my family, I would be a terrible dad and a, and husband, but they get it. I mean, they totally understand. I, I'm not being mean or rude. I'm just, just, disconnected from a time when it, we could probably hang out and enjoy some time together. But as a small business owner, it's just a little different that way. You know, lessons I had, I had caught early on about how you can't let, you know, your business affect your life. You don't want to have it, you know, affect your, um, you know, things that are beyond the business, um, have kind of gone out the window. And, um, and here we are today, as I'm talking to you guys, you know, refreshing my website, page so i can see if um my uh if i can do my loan application for the ppp you know our my bank's an awesome bank it's just it's so complicated and new for them that that they aren't taking loans yet where some are and um yeah so here we are (laughs) hey chris i gotta i gotta ask you like the last month it's almost been surreal for everybody in the world in this country and almost the next two weeks where we're headed. I look at my calendar and I think about where I was exactly a month ago. And I want to talk about your staff for a minute because you, like a lot of stores, have some amazing people that serve your communities in the running world. And I'll never forget leaning over the fence in Atlanta, cheering on Marissa, who, God bless her, is pregnant, qualified for the Olympic trials. I mean, I love Marissa like she's my own sister. And to have the New Balance team there with me and Keith cheering on her, was one of my favorite memories in life, honestly, is just cheering somebody realizing their Olympic trials dream, like our our rep Susie Rivard did. But take me back, like even a month ago, right? It feels like a year ago. But cheering for Marissa and that sense of accomplishment for her and her husband, Nick, who works for you as well, to today, it's it's really surreal as we head into some kind of uncharted territories moving forward. But Maybe share with us a little bit about it's been a roller coaster for all of us, but I think yeah. about you and your staff, and you got some special people there, like a lot of people on this channel do. Yeah, and that's that's the uh, it's truly again the contrast. For, and I've talked to other people because so many of us were there for that. Not only to cheer Marissa on, and like Marissa, like if you want to, um, if you want an example of why it's okay to have a larger field in a in a championship race like that. The, the number of people, like if you say, ah, oh, you know what, we need to cut the time down to like 238 for the women because there was too many. No, add, make it 250 because she, she had, uh, I don't know, 25 people there, you know, that on top of all of us there. I mean, but 25 of her family and extended right. family. It was such a great energy. And it does in our bit, like everybody that knows us, the store, knows her, knows she was there cheering her on. And it's such a beautiful entwined, um, community. And, and yes, it is. It's just, it's, it's crazy where it's got. And that was, that was sort of, I, it wasn't too many days after that when everything 
kind of, you know, made the, the big, the big turn, you know, um, because we were, you know, there was already talk about, you know, um, people not coming and, you know, uh, flying home. And then all of a sudden the next week it was, uh, Seattle was having the issues and we were with all the Brooks folks and they're in Seattle. And then there's, um, you know, Atlanta, uh, you know, everybody was together and, you know, it was, and, and then every you're trying to figure out who you might've talked to or whatever, is everybody healthy and safe? And yeah, it was a, that was a great weekend though. And Marissa, she kicked butt and smiled the whole way. And, um, it was a, just such a nice celebration. It was one of the last ones. Uh, it was one of the last mass participation events. I mean, it was only a couple of weeks later that we the cancellation came for the New York City half, the the United Airlines New York City half marathon, and then the high school yep. the high school nationals also cancelled that weekend. So, I mean, Atlanta may be the peak of running for the year. Hopefully, not running for the first half of the year. I would right. say, but I I agree with you, Chris. Uh, being down there and and not to not to turn this into an Atlanta conversation, but. It was a bad day for me personally because Liverpool lost their first game of the whole season on that day to Watford, 3-0. But it, it seems irrelevant right now. But to see the amount of people on the course... Cheering, it was amazing. I, it was it, so cool. It reminded me, because unlike a big city marathon, people go to Boston every year. They don't really know what's going on in the race. They just go because it's the Boston Marathon and it's a celebration. It's a holiday. And New York City's the same way. The whole of New York comes out. That's probably the one running event they watch in the whole year. But Atlanta was like Eugene. It was actual fans of the sport. Yeah, it was. That's a good. That's a good uh, analogy. And I would was, say there was so many people there, and and in our viewing party, our guys in, in in Atlanta, Andrew and Sean, put on a really really nice week for us. They got this viewing party space, and it was it was awesome. And people were in the bar talking. They had like their computers open, looking at the names of people, tracking people. They were talking about runners going for the team. They were talking about Galen Rupp and they were talking about Molly Huddle and they were talking about all these other runners. And I was like, this is amazing. I've never, ever seen anything like this at a marathon ever. So it's kind of like poignant moment to come off that and come off that celebration and enter this period. And, 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 and now a cancellation of the Olympic Games. Yeah, it was surreal. I mean, Keith, that, that day, I mean, Chris, after I cheered for Marissa, it was interesting. I got a phone call from my wife, who's a financial advisor and had just met with somebody who had come back from China two weeks earlier. And there were people in her office nervous about what it spread. And I think there was an amazing tipping point for me personally that day. Now, the person had quarantined, so they were fine. My wife was fine. That person wasn't impacted. But it was uh, quite the range of emotion that day. And moving forward and where we are today, Chris, you know, our hearts go out to you and your staff and everybody in hopes that we can get through this thing together and that, you know, whenever the new normal happens, hopefully it comes sooner than later. So, so Chris, with that said, what, what are you doing to keep your staff engaged? You've managed to hold on to your staff. You hadn't had to furlough staff and uh, they're not in the stores. So like what, what what's, yeah. what's Naperville's business looking like right now how is it running and and what are those guys like marissa and nick and and, and so on doing yeah I, that's a great question keith and i i've learned over these last couple weeks um there's there's a really uh there's a dichotomy i don't know if it's a proper word for this or not but you can use big words huge, in this podcast big fancy yeah, words all right, yeah all right i i don't like to do them if they don't actually make sense so um you have to forgive me but the, the difference between perception and reality um, caused 
forced me to have to share some information with our customer base that I would never, ever be comfortable sharing normally. And, and it leads to, you know, it's, it's part of what we talk about right here. And because we, um, as every store has adapted to what's going on, depending on, because you have to, number one, think of the safety and health of your employees and your customers and so as, as things started to evolve, um, you know, you had to do social distancing while you were open and, but, you know, less people were coming in. So it wasn't, you know, a huge challenge, um, but, you know, cleaning precautions and everything. And then that evolved to, um, stay at home orders where then we were, we had to close the doors, but we, we, um, worked with our local officials and state officials to determine that we should, could still try to do curbside. And then we, We've never done that. And I've wanted to do it for a long time. Like curbside, great. Uh, home delivery, great. Let's try it. Well, um, and even our online business, I'm such a, a baby. I, I was afraid to launch our online business, even though it's been available for, for several months, just because we had a couple brands that, that weren't on there yet. And I didn't want to have a bad experience. For it. But we, we had to pull the, the trigger you know, in advance. But here's what happened. Um, People saw that we were doing those and we had to promote those things, right? And and I think people, they see our social media, even in a time like this, and we're, uh, we're still sharing like good stories and positive stories, but not, you know, happy, frilly stuff. Um, we're, we're trying to be really respectful of what's going on out there, but people still need a little motivation. Um, so we've dialed down so we're really not doing any product related promotions, uh, right now because that's just not, doesn't seem quite right. But people started asking me, um, what are you guys doing? Like, how are you doing Chris? Like customers, how you doing? And I'm like, well, you know, we're, we're keeping our, our team, um, you know, as best we can, we have some employee, we had to do a survey to see if anybody, if anybody that had hours they didn't need, if they wanted to volunteer, great. And, you know, we kind of figured it out, which is great. Um, so we're all here. Um, a lot of boredom, people sitting in stores, not doing much, but you know, customers, friends love that. They, they think it's great, you know, and, and I respect whatever decisions people have had to make. And in a lot of cases, it's better for people to let their staff go, let them get unemployment and then hire them back later. You know, some people will probably make more money by doing that with the checks that are coming from, you know, so there's a thousand reasons to do what everybody's doing. And I 100% respect everybody's decisions. And so, so that's half of the conversation with somebody, but I would say they'd be like, okay, so what does that mean? And, and I'm like, well, at that point, you know, as of when we went to curbside, our business was down 90%. And people to the person were shocked. They're like, no, 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 you have, you mean you're down 10%? You're not, no, I'm like, no, it's nine. But you have curbside and online and, and you're doing home delivery. I saw you do it. You're the, you're driving the shoes, ah, whatever. But they're, they're wrong. I mean, they, they just their understanding was wrong. And you know, the first couple times I heard it, I'm like, oh, they're just not in the business. They, you know, they don't. And then I started realizing and I, I, and all that takeout business, you know, it's just crazy how much takeout, but these guys are doing a, you know, a bang up business. They're not. It's, it, it, it's adding a little bit. It's stuff they weren't doing before, but it's so small compared to what they would normally do. And, and that's where kind of the, the rub is, is that there's a perception 
versus a reality. And I know our community, people that shop at run specialty stores, they really feel connected to those stores and the community and they want to help. But if they don't know how to help, they won't necessarily do it. And they kind of need a call to action. And some of them just needed to know. And I was really starting to kind of cons- be concerned a little bit that if, if people think all of our type of stores are doing great, that maybe they'll just be buying online from somebody, you know, a thousand miles away or whatever. And so I started talking to a couple of people. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking of sharing um, what's going on here, you know, and I, I put some bullet points together and thoughts and shared it with a, a, a friend and customer of mine who works for a company that does like if you if your company does something bad and they have to do public relations to recover from it. I figured, oh, if this is something bad I'm going to put out, maybe I can give it to him first and he'll know if it's going to be bad because that's the way I looked at what I wanted to say, you know? Yeah. So he, he gave me some help. And then, you know what? I gave it to my wife, Susanna, who she is, um, this is what she does. I mean, she's a data analyst. She's, she's uh, so smart, but she's also writes. She writes and compiles all this information to explain to people stuff that, they wouldn't really care about or understand unless somebody with a good way of translating. So she took it and bulleted it out. And then I was like, this is it. And then, then later that day, I'm like, I'm not going to send it. And then I'd say, I'm going to send it. And I went through this thing for a couple of days and finally I put it out there. I just, I just shared. I'm like, I, it was a thank you to our customer base, um, our employees, our landlords, you know, all this. And, and to say that we're still one as a team, but that doesn't mean we're good. We're losing thousands of dollars a day. Um, and I just want you guys to know that because if you want to help small businesses, please shop a locally owned business, whatever it is. Uh, and the, the response has been really good. I was, there are so many things I was worried about in that, right? The, well, you know, Chris has a nice life. He doesn't need the money, you know, look at him, you know, what's he doing begging for money when people are dying and, you know, um, there is, I, I worry about that stuff a lot and, and, and that's not what this was. And even my little brother was awesome when, uh, I was talking to him, he's like, cause he shops at my buddy, Josh from charm city. My brother lives in Baltimore and he shops at Josh's store. You know, I'm like, yeah. And, and he loves it. It's a great place. They know what they're doing. They're good people and support local. Right. So he called me and he goes, big brother, I'm going to order five pair of shoes. I'm going to buy them from you. Apologize to Josh, but I need you to promise me one thing. All that money's going to your employees and keeping things going and none to you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was awesome. I'm like, I promise, Kevin. You know, so it just That's awesome. Um the response was so good. And and really I don't, you know, I didn't catch any flack, which was which was good. So I think it came across in the right way. And, um, and the, some of the forwards to large groups from other people, you know, it, it definitely had a bump in our business. Like I feel really bad for the, our, our staff the day it went out cause they got slammed in a, and we have to even be careful when we say slammed because then it sounds like we're busy again, but we, we were only down 70% that day, you know? And <laughs> so it's, uh, and, and that's, that's a nice progression, you know, but it, it, it gradually kind of comes back down and. Um, you know, but you know, we have a plan and, uh, you know, we're sticking to it. Well, you know, Chris, when, when people look at it, they see you're selling shoes and you're delivering them. What they're not seeing is the amount of effort and and cost really that goes into each individual shoe sale in in this current climate. So if you're 
getting someone fit over the phone or you're, you're, you're finding someone their shoe and then you're boxing it up and then you're taking it in a car and driving it and delivering it to them. That whole process is maybe the equivalent of selling five pairs of shoes on the floor on a Saturday. So yeah, it's, yep, it's, 80, exactly right. it's 80% down for that one shoe, but it, every customer yeah. matters. Every single customer matters. And, and, and that's one thing, you know, at the RIA kick show last year, it was Kathy Pugsley who was telling telling us that you know she'll do special orders and even even though the the freight on that special order might be astronomical, she doesn't want to lose a single customer. And I think that's what you've done. And and you yourself have actually been putting on the the gloves and going and delivering shoes and dropping them off on on people's doorsteps. Yeah, no, and even those. I mean, that, the experiences of doing that. And I, you know, my main thing for doing that was to kind of make sure we could do it right and that whatever the complications are, and it's totally beyond anything we've ever done. And my, I batted 500 the first day. I had two deliveries and the second one I left on the wrong porch. Uh, but I, I kind of felt it was weird. It was the right number, but it just didn't seem right from the description. And the lady luckily called me and said, I'm looking out my door. And I'm like, Oh, I got out and ran back up to the house and my blue gloves and picked them up and ran back into my car. I'm sure somebody thought I was, you know, some kind of criminal and went back and I'm like, yeah, batting 500 in baseball. Great. Uh, in retail, not good. So <laughs> giving away a, a pair for every pair you sell. But I, gar- I guarantee every one of those customers, they got a pair of shoes delivered to their doorstep is a customer for life. And, and, that's, yeah, that's, what, and that, that's what's really the, important. Yeah. The very first one I did, it was a kind of an older couple, you know, we we're doing this contact deliver contactless delivery. So, they had, I called them as I was driving up and she's, she was very thankful. And, and I walk up and it's a glass screen door. It's an older couple sitting there. They're waving at me. And um, I put the shoes on because I didn't even know what should, how do I do this? I just set them there. I don't know. And uh, it was raining a little bit. And the, the husband yelled, you got us for life. You know, and I was like, oh, this is going to, I'm going to be our one delivery driver. If they're all going to be like this, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to feel really good about myself here. So, hey, that hey Chris, that, that photo of you and your truck wearing the blue gloves, driving, and I don't know where I saw the post. Yeah. Take me back to like that first pair of shoes you sold where you really felt fulfilled, where you knew you wanted to serve a community to now. I mean, that's got to harken back to some of the early memories of why you wanted to get in this business to start with. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a, it is a, uh, so much of this last few weeks, you know, um, has been sort of a, kind of a rekindling of, of sort of the old days, you know, in fact, going back to even working at the running store I worked at when I was 16 till I was 24, you know, um, struggles and, you know, $0 days. And, um, you know, are we going to make it, is the store going to make it that I'm working for, uh, you know, to try, driving to a truck yard on a Friday afternoon because a delivery truck arrived just beyond the time when they could deliver the shoes for the weekend when we were out of men's 10 and a half in, in, in Minneapolis at the store I worked at, St. Paul. Um, we, we literally did. They, we had to open the big gate, go in, we unloaded a uh, truck and put them in a U-Haul and drove them back to the store. And, you know, like I, I give our employees a hard time sometimes when they're like, oh my gosh, we only have two 10 and a half left in the 880 because the new one's coming. And I'm like, oh, is that hard? Well, I didn't have... I didn't have a ten and a half in a shoe, nice. in a men's shoe. So that's right. where you learn. That's where you learn how to. That's when you need to know how shoes fit. You got to find a lot of elevens that run small and tens that run big. You know, so it does. I mean, it's there is a rekindling, and there will be. I mean, there's 
there's no getting around the reality of when we reopen again, it's going to be tough and it's going to, the numbers are going to be low and it's going to be a gradual rebuild. And, um, you know, I'm not being chicken little, this is just reality. I mean, we're going to have to operate in a new way. We're going to, you know, social distancing and spacing and unless there's some miraculous, you know, um, vaccination or something, which nobody's going to, um, count on that. It's going to be a new way of, of doing business, uh, for a long time. And, but, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to that, that, you know, whatever it is right now, it's May 1st. Um, but you know, probably realistically June 1st that we maybe can, you know, unlock the door and, and start a little more normalcy to what we're doing, but we really look forward to that and getting people so that they know if they do get sick that, you know, that they can be, you know, taken care of, you know, in a proper way versus kind of what's going to happen in these may happen in these next few weeks. You know, that's a good transition, Chris, because looking forward, you know, we, we just had a team call and, and everyone's had to adapt and including us, you know, at New Balance, for example, our 880 and 860 were not available online. You were a big supporter of our shoes not being online outside of our own.com. And uh, Kevin and I were two of the squeakier wheels that, you know, wanted to maintain that. But the reality is there's runners out there that are not going to running specialty shops and we want those running specialty shops to get those sales. So we've had to make some swift moves to, to change the policy. And now we yep. have, and, and, and it's been successful in this I guess in this time frame, not successful. And like you say yourself, people, you don't want people to think you're having great success, but there's more people wearing those shoes now than would have been had we not been online because we wouldn't have been able to get them. So, but I do think coming out of this, we've all, we're all learning to be a little bit more nimble. We're learning to, to manage our time differently. It seems like people can work from home and actually be quite good at their job. And maybe we do waste a lot of time in, in unnecessary meetings when we should be talking to customers and so on and so forth. So I think what you're saying is that Naperville is going to get better as a business. It's going to learn how to be better and le- learn how to service customers better. And so is the rest of the channel. Yeah, 100, 100%. Yeah. And the connections, like everything, I, I think it's, um, there is a bonding with our, our staff. There's, there is a community. It, some of the stuff that we've kind of had to do that really hurt in this time um, helped, uh, it kind of helped you share some stuff that people just don't necessarily know that they'd want to know. Um, you know, that's hard to share and you don't want to, you know, I don't even know how to put this, but you know, I'm kind of the, I'm from Minnesota. So you have to ask, you know, if somebody asks to help you, you have to decline it three times before you can accept, you know? So to go out and say, feel sorry for me because I'm, my business is down is definitely not in the wheelhouse of myself or really any entrepreneur for that matter. Um, any of our brethren out there. Um, cause you know, that's just, we're all, you know, we, we all run, man, like even, whether we're good or we're not, or we, but we compete and we know that you got to earn it, you know? Um, and, and some of that feels like a shortcut, but there's really been a, a nice, a nice thing to share and bring, bring people together. And then, yeah, we, we definitely are, are going to build on it. Um, it's just, we got a plan and know how we're going to do that in a way, um, that's just different from where we thought it would be. Well, people can buy gift cards, people can shop online. Um, you know, I'm hoping that when this is all said and done, 
human beings will realize that local businesses, not just in, in running specialty, but in general, are the pulse of, of our society in many ways. And towns are alive with local businesses. And getting in and supporting those local businesses, and especially in running, where you can go and find community and you can get coaching programs and training programs and you can be outfitted in running gear. I mean, they're the positives. That's what I'm holding on to as we, yep. he- as we, as we head to hopefully a, a normal summer and hope really hopefully a normal fall we have a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of big events and and a very very exciting times coming that we want to be able to celebrate with you and the rest of the channel kevin adams is even somewhat committing to running several marathons in the fall yeah so. maybe, maybe just three i'm all in keith i'm all in so i just need keith to coach me chris but uh, Can, uh kev i think you need to state those three right now um in person <laughs> wow. you, yeah if Keith can write out the, uh, the, the the training program, I told Keith I wanted to race a mile in a month from now, which is hopefully your reopen date, May 1st, which is my birthday. Race yep. a mile. Yep. Race a 5K road race on the 4th of July. And then I've got crazy thoughts of doing Boston, London, and New York this fall in the ser- in the span of what, what coach? Uh, nine weeks, Keith? Is that the no, uh, plan? No, it's less than nine weeks. It's it's right. it's, a, it's about seven weeks. And okay. y- you even then see what happens with Kevin Adams, uh, Chris. I was thinking Chris. This you is know, what I'm saying. He, he takes something yeah. that was like, you know, a spark and then lights a fire yeah. with it. So Right. And think- again, the guy does. I mean, he does just do crazy stuff. Like He does. He'll... It's a disaster. Like, he's going to hurt himself. Thanks, Chris. And, Thanks. My you know, wife wants and, more moderation, but I'm like, you know, yeah. you just got to, I don't know, sometimes commit to things. But, yeah, I'm ready to commit. If Keith can outline the program. We will. I'm glad she's, I'm glad she's the financial advisor and not you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, Chris, uh, I'm just saying maybe you should put all your money in yeah. X stock. Yeah. You know, like, okay. Yeah. And, and, Chris, no disrespect to, to Chicago, but we're going to eliminate Chicago from the schedule because the London, Chicago, New York, New York is, is, is too much. Oh yeah, no, that's that. It sounds cool. It sounds great. Yeah. It sounds like something Kevin. Sounds great do. today, right? Yeah. Sounds good today on what April? Uh, <laughs> April third. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. glad it's I'm glad it's recorded because now we can go back and there you, you go. You know, this is we it. can edit this part out though. We we will not be editing nope. this out, and, and it's out there for for everyone to hear. And listen, right. uh, we're hoping you know New York goes ahead. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we have this curve very very flattened. To where people are confident in getting back and participating in large-scale events like this, and and you know we're, we are the sponsor of the New York Marathon and the London Marathon, so we have a busy fall ahead. But this is the 50th anniversary of the TCS New York City Marathon, and and nothing would give me more pleasure and joy to have the channel back humming again, and have a bunch of retailers running and joining in the celebration of the New York City Marathon. It seems like. A long ways away, but given what's going on these days, I, I'm counting counting down the days till we can get all to, all get together again. And New York's oh. the best place in the world to do it. Amen, yeah. Keith. You know what? And with the 50th yeah. anniversary, I know the New York Roadrunners. I mean, their big call to action before this happened was how much money can they raise on the 50th anniversary? And I could think of no better, you know, pick your charity, right? But especially amidst this pandemic, what can we do to help make this world a better place? Bond together as a running community, raise money, and help those less fortunate. And uh, Chris, thank you for doing your part out in the Chicago area, not just Chicago, but truly what you do transcends the channel. And just thanks for what you and your staff does to make this world a better place. Thanks. Thanks, Kev. We, it's beauty. I mean, we love what we do. So it does make it, it makes it a lot easier uh, to get through the tough times. I've always said that, like, if you're, um, when you decide to do something like we do, when you, you know, you make your, 
your life's work, your passion or make your passion, your life's work, you know, when times are tough, uh, boy, it's, a, it, it, it really helps, uh, drive you and get you through it versus, you know, if you're doing something you really don't like. So we're blessed in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. And to be around people like you guys, you know, knowing next time, whenever it is that we're together, um, you know, we're going to be appreciating it. You know, Carly has invited lots of people out to Newburyport, I believe, to hang out in his backyard at different times and, you know, share, uh, you know, a, a good time or two. So I'm looking forward to those moments several times. In fact, I think I'm, um, so oh, I'm, I'm oh, taking oh, up all those offers. Hopefully Kevin and I get the invite. Uh, I've, I've participated in many Tom Cardio backyard events and they're always very joyful. And uh, you will have a mild to moderate hangover the next day. But that's, a, that's part of the game. <laughs> can't, can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. Well, Chris, I, I wanted to end this on, on an optimistic tone. And I, because I do believe that we've gotten through harder times than this before. And we will get through hard times. And to all of the other stores out there, we're going we're gonna to start reaching out. I'm going to start talking. We're going to listen to everyone's stories. We're going to share best practices we're going to talk to our competitors. We, we in the race, we want to win, but after the race, we want to have a beer. And this is a small industry. And and Kevin and I have worked with several people that are going through hard times at their companies right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've been all texting on the side, sharing, you know, sending our best to each other. And and really, we want to we want to see everyone thrive. So we're going to be talking a lot, sharing a lot. And I think the greatest thing is. At the end of this, our community, the running specialty community and the, the brands that support the running specialty community are going to be tighter than ever before. They uh, are. And, and it's going to be less cutthroat. Yeah. It's going to be much more let's work together and let's have the tide raise all these boats. Yep. Amen. Well said, Keith. Well said. Yep. Right on, Keith. Absolutely. Okay, Chris, please pass our best on to all of your staff. I will. Uh, we love them. Uh, Nick is killing it on the Zwift machine. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He is of a pro rider caliber on the Zwift he machine. Is. He Ke- is. As I, I, I got my, my little boy racing something up a mountain right now as we're chatting here. So, yes, he is. I'll, I'll share that with you guys, with them, and, you know, back at you to all the, the team back at New Balance. And, and you're, like, all the way down to your factory workers who are making masks to keep people healthy. Um, you know, we know you guys are doing your part. And we thank you for that. And, um, you know, and, and to all our fellow stores out there, like we love you guys and, and we'll, we'll keep each other going. So thank you, Chris. We don't, we don't, don't want to make it a self-serving, uh, podcast, but it is great that the factory has converted to, to making PPE. Yeah. And, uh, the, I, I, I was choked up when I saw the, the Instagram post that came from the, from the marketing team that said make, made shoes yesterday's ma- making masks today. That's, uh, yeah. And that's, that's a classic, um, uh, amazing, but not surprised. Not That's surprised. what I would ca- I would call that. And you know, and, yep. so, and some of the other brands out there have done really really cool things as well. What they can do given their current environment, given their current yep. cash flow, and mm-hmm. everyone's stepping up. And I don't, I'm, I'm I'm very serious when I think we come out of this stronger as a as a community, and the the industry will thrive moving forward. But hopefully this fall we're all together and we can. Go to Tom Cardio's backyard and have some beers, and then and, and then and then start Kev Adams' training program for the for the fall trifecta. 
I'm, up, I'm, I'm getting the calendar out right now and marking awesome. it down. So awesome. Let's do it. My wife's going to be thrilled to hear about it. So. <laughs> it's great. Hey, Chris, thank, thank you so much for the time today. Thanks, guys. Job. But Chris, thanks for everything you do. Keep us posted, but thanks for all that you yeah. guys do. My pleasure. Looking forward to hearing more of these. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Chris Hartner for being so honest, so open and transparent about what's going on in Naperville right now and the steps he's taking to keep Naperville Running Company alive and well over this very, very tough period. I spend a lot of time with Chris virtually on the Zwift platform. We do a lot of bike riding and training together. We've been using Trainer Road recently and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to joining him in real life side by side for a bike ride. With that said, we're going to continue this, like I said in the intro. We're going to talk to lots more retailers and we will have another one of these in a matter of days. And please, if you know someone or if you're a retailer yourself and you want to come on and chat with Kevin and I, we would love to hear from you, especially if you've got some cool ways that you're connecting with customers and keeping the business alive and well. Other stores want to learn from each other. Everyone wants to get better and everyone wants to get through this. We don't want to see any closures. We want to see staff hard back. We want to see people out running and shopping at their local running specialty store. And we really just want to get things back to normal and just be a little bit better because of all of this. So in the meantime, please, please respect the social distancing. I know I myself am holed up with my fiance. We're rarely going outside unless it's a trip to Whole Foods. And I'm equipping myself with gloves and a face mask. And of course, I will go for a bike ride outside solo in the evening and hopefully not see too many people out there. We've got to get rid of this. We've got to get to the other side of this as quickly as possible. And the best way we can do that is by taking a little break from life right now and stay inside, keep working out, keep eating well, take the time to go for a run because fitness is everything, clears the mind, works the heart and lungs and boosts the immune system. Until the next time, this was Unbalanced with Keith Kelly and Kevin Adams and looking forward to talking to you soon. Peace. (laughs) 